0: further up and further
1: in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, it is a good day because we're going to talk about something super fun and exciting, something everybody loves. Conflict. Ugh. Just the word, hey? kind of just like stabs. <laughs> it does. And
0: then combined with what we're talking about, about the gift of conflict, right away is like someone is lying. They say that and they're lying to convince themselves that it's not terrible.
1: They're just one of those happy, clappy Pollyanna yep. types that tries to paint everything in a good light. Yep. Yeah, no, I've learned there actually is a gift in conflict, and I've even stolen the title from one of my professors. I took a class called The Gift of Conflict. Shout out to Clint Mix. Woo woo. Uh, Yeah, I signed up for it in part of my leadership degree that I'm working on, and I was skeptical and scornful at the title from the first moment.
0: Of course. I remember you being like, yes, the gift of conflict. Sucks. And me being like, hmm, that sounds great.
1: (laughs) Right? And that's pretty much the response of every single person I've talked to. Like, there's no question we feel cynical about the possibility. But there is a gift in conflict, Hmm. and that is antithetical to our human nature that wants to get along with people at all times why because it feels good yeah and except it doesn't but it kind of feels good (laughs) and the reality and the truth is we were created for harmony yeah but harmony doesn't mean the absence of conflict that's an interesting thought. Let's say that again, because that is a big deal. Harmony does not mean the absence of conflict. Mm. It's how we do conflict and our understanding around conflict itself and our understanding of ourselves in conflict. Oh. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So here I am, uh, self-confessed, professed, whatever, fully acknowledging that I have been a peace at all costs person. Hmm.
0: Wait a minute, but aren't we aren't we called to peace
1: yes we are and so we'll get there okay okay I hate conflict because I don't feel like I'm okay if I'm inconveniencing you by provoking conflict and I don't feel I'm okay with you if you're having conflict with me because an unhealthy soul wants to be okay with all the people to be okay So I should have stated that all in a more past tense because, oh, I have become a fun person, Amy. Yes. (laughs) Wish people could see your eyes. I now even provoke conflict sometimes.
0: It's true. I've been there. I've been there sitting in meetings with you where I can see you take a deep breath and then you say something. And it's just the way you say it. And not that you're saying it aggressively or anything like that, but because I know you is like, oh yeah, she's saying this because she know it needs knows it needs to be said, and that it's going to stir up things that actually need to be stirred up.
1: Yes, so here we go. Actually need to be stirred up. So we're not talking about gratuitous conflict. Yes, yes, no, 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 so no. There's a fun idea. Gratuitous conflict. I've seen people that actually seem to enjoy conflict. They thrive on drama. We are not talking about that. No. nope. We're talking about peace at all costs is too expensive. Mm, yeah and it took me a long time to get there I think that I got there how old would I have been when we built this house maybe like 35 or 36 so like not a spring chicken really not a teenager and we were working on building our house and my husband is like he's a guy who knows how to do the things and he knows the right things and he has strong opinions and I don't like conflict, so we thought we had a really harmonious marriage because I didn't speak up. (laughs) Yes. That's a good time right there. And so there was no outward conflict, but guess who was conflicted all the time? You. Yeah, pretty much. And guess what? That creates so much anxiety and tension that's bad for your health. It's bad for your physical health. It's bad for your emotional health.
0: And then it's coming out in other ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't come out well. The first time I distinctly remember standing in the kitchen in our last house and saying, I'm not okay with this and feeling like actually I was in a physical earthquake. I just started shaking and he's just like looking at me and he goes, no, it's the right way to do it. And he's going to barge on. And I'm like, no, it's not, we're not doing this. And he was just stunned and didn't know what to do with me. And I was just like, then I just like blasted on. So it wasn't a great way to do the conversation, but I, it all came out. I just, you just keep making decisions and I don't agree with them and it's my house too. And I'm going to have to live in it. And I just actually can't even do this process. If you're just going to like blow past all my opinions all the time. And the poor guy,
0: (laughs) (laughs) he he was thinking like, Oh, she's in agreement with all these things. Okay.
1: We're good. We're doing good. And convinced his own ideas are great ideas, which he should be convinced of, but he should also be open to someone else's ideas. But I changed all the rules. Yeah. And by then we'd been married like, eight, nine years. So like long enough for him to feel like he understands the dance steps and I just changed them all. So Mm -hmm. I kind of feel sorry for him. And I kind of felt excited that I finally said it and no one died. And our decision-making changed after that. But then I realized in other situations that were maybe, I wasn't as invested in the outcome. I was still doing the same thing. Interesting. I know. So meetings, at work, I would think, we need to talk about this. And then I would think, but everybody's going to be super annoyed with me. And then I would think, I guess I won't say it then. Mm. So I would feel really conflicted on the inside. And I would also feel accusation and frustration towards other people. Mm. Like somehow if they were different, they weren't so opinionated or they checked in with me, then things would be different. And then I was just a victim of yeah. how other people were behaving. Whether they were healthy or not this was another conversation, another question, and sort of not the point because at the end of the day, when I don't show up, something's missing. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge shift in my thinking. What? If I don't show up authentically and speaking up with the thoughts and ideas and questions I have, I may as well not be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was really sobering for me. Yeah. I was avoiding conflict for self-preservation. Oh. I know, isn't it sunny and bright? It is, so sunny (laughs) and bright. And I just really had to get real about what was going on inside of me because it's one thing to be a peace, a lover of peace. Of course, we should love peace. And scripture says above, you know, do all you can to be at peace with each other. But we can have respectful conversation where we introduce thoughts and ideas that are new in conflict, as in not in perfect sync with what the other person's thinking and we won't die Mm. and furthermore amy not only will we not die we will come out with a much better decision yeah so step one for me was unraveling and acknowledging the really gross disgusting things under why i was avoiding conflict which wasn't all noble and sweet and peace right no it wasn't i'm just gonna be like jesus and be at peace with everyone no jesus like showed up and threw tables around when necessary it wasn't his first go-to it wasn't what he did all the time but my failure to show up and speak up was so much about protecting self and a false sense of belonging mmm yeah and I probably we've talked about this maybe in other con um, other podcasts but there is this niggling lie in my life that I'm a burden and a problem
0: mm. oh yeah so if you're bringing up things that nobody has talked about and they've already made decisions And for you to bring something up that throws a wrench in there. Yeah. I could. uh, Yep. That lie would be like, you are going to be a burden and a problem if you talk about this. The
1: internal wrestling I have gone through with this. Like anytime I end up in a new place or a new space, invited to a new board to make decisions. I have to go through this whole thing of, oh crap, there it is again. I don't want to speak up because there's this tape in my mind that says you're a great big pain in the rear Mm. when you do this. And... Then there's, as I get more mature in it, there's part of me that just laughs. and is like, yeah, you are for a really good reason. Yeah. So bring it on. Mm-hmm. And I put my red shoes on and I go and I speak up. And so far I haven't once died. Mm-hmm. No one's kicked me out of the room yet. I mean, by all means, do it with all the fruit of the spirit present. Mm-hmm. Do it graciously. Do it with curiosity and not accusation. Bring things up with a good spirit, but bring them up. Mm-hmm. We can't control whether other people engage in this process or not. Sometimes when conflict is provoked by our speaking up, or showing up, other people will shut down and withdraw. Then what? That's their problem? <laughs> and because we live in community, their problems do become our problems. Yeah. And so then I just have to deal with the fallout of what is this triggering in me? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I feel abandoned. I feel unloved. I feel rejected. I feel whatever. But I just got to deal with that with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Was there anything I could have learned about how I did it that I could do differently next time? Then learn. By all means, learn. We don't do this well without practice. I've actually come to get excited about how better decisions come out of my willingness to rumble with things. Mm. In the end of the, At the end of the meeting or the situation or the scenario, whether it's in marriage, parenting, home, business, work, friendship, the idea that by speaking up and showing up, all of us, we come up with such a better idea at the end. There's the gift. Mm-hmm. I took the risk and things became better, richer, more productive, more effective because we weren't all withdrawing and a false peace, mm-hmm. just making everybody feel better. But at the end of the day, something so much better happened. And there's the gift of the conflict. Yeah. I haven't always loved when you've challenged my decisions. Mm-hmm. I know that's so shocking because I adore you. It's been a bit of a what, but, and then I find out what I was super attached to in that decision. And then I also find out whether we do the same decision or not, we've actually eliminated something that we should have thought about. Mm. I think what also helps
0: in the reframing conflict as a gift is also just like how you're looking at the other people involved in the conflict.
1: Oh, that's such a good point. Right?
0: Rather than like, it's me versus them. Right. But as you said, kind of rumbling that it's more like this is the thing in the middle that I'm tossing stuff into. Rumble out here. Yeah. As opposed to it's my idea versus Michelle's idea. And there's a winner and a loser.
1: Yeah. And so that's that's like such a good point, Amy. And between you and I, this doesn't seem like such a big deal necessarily, because we've really been cultivating the gift of the differences in our relationship. But I worked with someone before who was, uh, in their gift mix, they would be called a values keeper. So they would always challenge everything. But they would do it so rudely, in mm. my humble opinion. Count rudeness as a cultural thing. And I resented them. And if I was in a meeting with them, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I just hated it. I just was waiting until the moment where they showed up and they said, blah, 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 and shot down the ideas, and they never would agree to anything. They just, no matter what it was, hold out, disagree, blah, blah, blah. They bugged me so much that I would actually avoid showing up in those meetings. And then that became a me problem again. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to go and tell myself, I had to forgive him. Mm -hmm. I just had to forgive him because actually sometimes he was a jerk. And so listen to the Forgiveness Podcast. If you consistently have to show up in decision-making processes with people like that, you'll actually show up so much better if you acknowledge first why it's hard for you
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and process the forgiveness. And then... You know, with that situation, I actually just had to be that much more willing to show up mm. and push back and push back and not be a jerk about it myself. Because there was value in their questions and there was value in mine. Mm-hmm. We all mattered there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly it. It's, it's the right dealing with your stuff, but then also reframing in your mind what is actually happening mm-hmm. in the actual meeting, gathering, conversation yeah. that coupled with those two things. We'll change the perspective from it will. avoid at all costs to this is a gift. There's goodness in yep. this.
1: And there's goodness in people that are uncomfortable and difficult for us. There still is. There's still goodness in them. Mm-hmm. So there's a gift in conflict. So as our listeners are listening to this, this is all tied up in a whole bunch of things. Our identity, I only matter if, our sense of belonging. What are we really afraid of? But I just want you to be so encouraged that as you show up, even if it provokes and stirs up some conflict, you're going to actually not just propel yourself forward, you're going to take others with you further up and further in.